Welcome back to the Popular Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my always loyal co-host, Core. I have, what's up, Core? How you been? How you been? Chaos is a ladder. Feel like I've been gone for 50 years, but I'm back like I never left. Glad to have you back, Core. Got my right-hand man, DeLon, with us today, the Mississippi Maniac. What's up? How you doing, Mississippi Maniac, Minnesota Miracle? Um, well, first note, serious note, shout out to DMX, currently in a serious condition. Won't go much further because I don't know how this news is going to turn out. But on a very less serious note, shout out to Paul Pierce, man. I don't know if y'all saw it, but Paul Pierce is on IG Live getting litty. Um, man, probably the best thing that's come from Paul Pierce in about carry the one, 12 years. So, yeah, shout out <laughs> Shout out to Paul Pierce, man. He Paul Pierce, unfortunately, but since his fiasco happened late last night at 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, he didn't make the cut for the topics today. But shout out to shout out to the KU legend. Uh, like Delon said, he has not done anything positive, noteworthy. Like he's done, he said noteworthy things that have striking up people talking about him and bashing them and stuff. But this is probably like the first time anybody anybody in the Twitter realm was like, hell yeah, Paul Pierce. Hell he's yeah. Trying, he's Thanks. just trying to be the people's champ once again. He's just trying to be the people's champ. And this is done it for him. This is a step in the right direction. But you know what we do, guys. We talk. We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. This is episode 129 of the Popular Man Podcast. Yeah, we, we've been climbing them ranks. Uh, only announcements we have is make sure you follow us on Twitter at, at PodcasterMan. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us an at I mentioned. Let us know what you think about the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate all you guys' efforts. This is going to be a bit of a... It's going to be a bit of a sport-heavy episode. We got some music topics in the beginning. We're going to probably tail off towards the end. And we're going to probably talk about a little bit, a, little, a couple of sports stuff. Because a lot of things have happened in the NBA. and Even in the NFL... Since the last time we had the episode, maybe like two, three weeks ago, uh, music continues to be slow. We haven't had any real music releases. I thought Drake would release by now. I thought some other big names were released by now. But some a big name amongst us, a, a guy we really love, did release an album this month. Uh, we're going to start with that. Um, the Plugs I Met Two released on March 17th by Benny the Butcher, featuring French Montana, Jim Jones, um, produced by Harry Fraud. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on all the other features that was on there. Uh, Delon, help me out. Dude, Jim, Fat, Fat Joe, Jim, I, I don't know. I okay. don't know. They, the, the features weren't that memorable. That's that's they they were straight. They they served their purpose. They got us from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. But the point of the matter is, the plugs I met too are in the streets, guys. What do you guys? What? Do you, how do you guys feel about the project? It ain't better than one. I mean, if I keep it a rag with you, like I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, like it's cool. I li- like I listen to it, but I ain't like just really get into it. Like remember when plugs one drop, and they, I just listen to it over and over and over. Uh, yeah. long your your young character is really quiet on the on the topic of Benedict Butcher. What's up, man? I feel like you're holding something yeah. back. No, I mean, I just want to let Cora talk first, man. You know, it of course it, it couldn't it. I don't know if it could have lived up to the expectations of the iconic The Plugs I Met, uh, the original. Um, the features weren't as... What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Crucial. The features weren't as crucial. Like, Pusha T uh, on 18 wheels. Black Thought. That's an that's a unmatched Black Thought. And even 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 the, the local or the more local guys, uh, 38 Special, like all the, like everyone on Plugs I Met One really showed up and performed. Probably the best performance I've heard from any of them in a minute. Um, and not to say that those verses on Plugs I Met Two weren't good. I really enjoyed that Fat Joe verse. I, that's what that made my playlist of 2021 songs. Um, that beat goes crazy. I just need Fat Joe to stop saying nigga. Um, that, <laughs> listen, I really enjoyed the project. It's just, I think I had a misinterpretation of what the plugs I met was. Um, I thought it was going to be no hooks. We're just rapping. We're going to see who's the better rapper. Wasn't quite that, but still happy with what I got. It's definitely grown on me a lot more. I will say I do love the project. I enjoyed the project out the first listen. Off of Rip, I said this is a this is a Harry Fraud and uh, Benny did their thing. I like I, you know a lot of people say uh, they, they they ain't that high on it, but I thought across the project Benny rap well. 
I don't think you'll find a verse on. I don't think you'll find a verse on here. Do you think like I'm Benny and I ain't feeling this? I thought he rapped well across all. Was it like nine, ten? It's nine songs. It's all across all nine songs. I think Harry Fry's production brought an interesting dynamic that we don't really hear from Benny music. A lot of like a lot of Benny's production doesn't isn't let's see melodic. A lot of it isn't um, a better word. Uh, a lot of it's like very dirty, dark, um, grimy, gritty. gritty, vicious, like. And while Harry Fry usually has like a lighter tone to his um sounds, and despite that, you know, I felt like that was an interesting mix hearing those two styles clash, and I didn't feel like it felt it didn't feel out of place to me. Uh, I notoriously, well, not notoriously, because a lot of people don't know my take on this, but I was not crazy about Benny the Butcher's debut album. Remind me what the name of it is. Burner Proof. Burner Proof. Okay. Burner Proof. I was not, I was not a fan of Burner Proof with hit boy and i thought my big my biggest complaint was i don't know it just felt like benny just did not feel at home on those um on those beats like not so like i feel like i don't like like, I, like a lot of people feel like they hate when rappers change i don't even hate when rappers change but i will say this that shift on burden proof just did not feel natural he felt benny just felt out of place on those beats i didn't feel i wasn't really wild by any of his verses any of his lines compared to the folks I met too, where I'm like, okay, Benny's rapping way. I'm like, ooh, Benny got me like my face frowning up. Like, ooh, I, 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 I'm digging it. But at the same time, these aren't. I wouldn't put none of these verses as his best verses, or anything in that vicinity. And like you said, you thought like the plugs I met series was gonna be people saying, hey, let's just, just flex to see who the best rapper. There was a lot of verses on the plugs I met one where I was like, did Benny have the best verse? But you know, he he was still rapping really well, but he had competition on this album. It was just him. He was the star. From beginning to end, and nobody else really shown. That's why I struggle to remember who all the guest features were. So it felt it felt like a bunch of alley oops. I'm not gonna lie, it felt like a bunch of alley oops. Like like he, it felt like he set up Fat Joe for a verse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which it was still a great verse, but you know, it is what it is. And and Burn Approved that felt a little bit more like homage to early 2000s New York. Um, but I will say this album, even Burn Approved, I still felt it there. It feels like Benny is definitely growing as an artist old dog new tricks that man is 36 still trying to expand his sound so you really have to appreciate that because a lot of people get in the game um and they get about they get pretty stagnant at that age granted his years in the in rapping are a lot younger than a lot of other people's um but i just i'm glad that he's not sticking to the same sound years later like some other people that he may rap with um do yeah and like I think that's like a main grab. A lot of people make about Griselda's like they make the same kind of music over and over again. It's very repetitive. But like he's like you said, like on this album he has he has some pretty good hooks. And I like that's one of the things that Griselda isn't really known for is making is having good hooks and great hooks on her songs. And I feel like these hooks were all solid to good. I thought they were. But at the same time, like if I'm going to listen to Benny, I ain't really going for for hooks. True, but like if you want, if if Benny wants to become like a bigger artist, like which I know he does, you know, doing a uh, album with Hit Boy as his debut yeah. album, um, like he 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 seems to have aspirations of wanting to be regarded as the best rapper. And to be honest with you, if you if you earnestly want that title, you kind of got to be a guy. You, your songs got to have the great verses and the great hooks, like songs that people are gonna play because they enjoy hearing it. You got to be able to be a Kind of like, oh, you know, a jack of all trades, word to Drake. That's why his name has always been in that conversation, despite how you might feel about him being lacking in any other way in, in any yeah. area. And I think that's what Benny wants to do. He wants to expand. And that's why you see him doing that more than Conway, and you see him doing that more than even on West Side. Salute to West Side. Yes, that West Side going to stick to his guns until he's done, which should and be That's something. why we love him. Should have been already, to be honest with you. Ah, don't do that. Don't do that. No, he's, he said 2020 is his last year rapping. Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah, I said, that's why I said every, that too. Every New York rapper said they're gonna retire, but they don't retire. Come on now. Except Joe Budden. <laughs> man. Yeah, he's right. He's right, all right. Listen, man, he most deaf coming most deaf coming out of retirement, man. Anything's anything's possible. I forgot about that, man. Is it is it is it a confirmed is it a is it a black star album or do you say it was a solo album? I forgot. I hope it's a solo album. I do too. I yeah, yeah, I was about to say, hey man, because Talib, Talib looking a little. I don't want to hear what he would talk about. Hey man, he looking a little funny out here lately. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. So plugs and Metsu seems like all of us like it. Just wasn't what we expected, or not even just what we expected, but we thought it could have been better. Um, 
So shout out to Benny though, because he doesn't see don't seem to be slowing down. Excited to see what exactly he puts energy into next, because he seems to um, be coming up with something new. So just for the month, we are in the month of April now, month of March. What were you guys listening to? What impressed you? What um, disappointed you? And I'm gonna keep it real sure. I've been going back listening to Brunson all over again. You know, I always have to go through my every two, three months. I gotta go back and check out every mixtape I ain't heard in a minute, every album. And the only album that I regret that he made was Blue Chip 7000. You didn't like it? Nah. I mean, see, it one that is just the fact that you can't have Blue Chips without party supplies. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. That's like the first time like I actually like checked out an actual Brunson album when they released. Like I was like, oh, of course it actually Brunson releasing an album. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out the day it drops. Yeah. I actually I actually liked it. Um yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just like what can I compare it to? Like when you got a mixtape series with a certain producer and then you just change that out of nowhere, all the hardcore fans gonna look at you a little funny. Facts. And even even if he's, I would say Come from it as a person who did not hear the original the other blue parties because I was late to the party, no pun intended. I like I liked it, but then it was didn't nothing really stick to me. Yeah. So like even though it's on my app, it's on my phone right now, like it's in my library. I don't just really go back and revisit it or search for a particular song or a particular verse. Like it's cool, it's a cool project. Uh what else you been listening Listen to for? Anything else? Uh, I've been listening uh no I'm still listening to Cardi, been listening to a lot of Moses uh. Sumney, salute to him, the king of HBO right now. His song on every TV show they got for some reason. So salute to him. What else I've been listening to? Corey, did you, did you see that video of um they took all, a strip Cardi of all his like background noise? I did, I did. Salute to the engineers. God bless the engineers. Yeah, the engineers, yeah. The engineers are y'all favorite rapper, not Cardi. But yeah, um, man. I don't know what they, I don't know what that clip was. It, it was him. That, that's what it was. <laughs> the truth. The truth. Yeah, the truth. Now, Court, now, now, don't forget about some other things you told me about you loving. Um, Doja Cat's newest uh, demo. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. Leaked. I forgot. Okay. Assault Jordan, I got to tell you, Doja Cat, I am welcoming Doja Cat with open arms. I have seen the light, and I understand what Elon is talking about. She is the second coming of Azalea Banks. I'm calling her Azalea Banks with a budget and a filter. I heard trash, man, and I've been bumping it every day. It's my new pistols. I ain't gonna hold you. The way I love pistols and poop this school, I love trash, man. You know, I, I just, when, when you said that, I just hearkened back to that time that guy added us on Twitter and said, I hate listening to these country niggas talk because they sound funny. <laughs> the way Core <laughs> said poopy scoop, I'm like, yeah, I get one day. Poopy scoop. Um, but also, also, Core, do not forget, you are literally the only person who's listened to this song, Why Being Namir. Um, his track. I hate. I heard it. I, <laughs> I, hate it. I, heard I told myself it. I was going to listen to this morning. Don't. See, don't I wanted don't. to. See, okay, Corey. Does it really deserve like having that many dislikes to likes Damn. ratio? Does it deserve the ratio that it got on on YouTube? It's, the beat sound like it could have been on one of them internet college commercials that came on the twelve thirty in two thousand and six. That's what the beat sound like. And not mirrors on the song. Like, yeah, I got to make sure my mama. No, bro. You and your mama is not going to be straight. Y'all is not making it out the hood, but you singing like this. That song, terrible, fam. Do not listen to Soul Train Odyssey tonight. Don't listen to it at all. Also, also I think it's hilarious that Cord is like, yeah, I finally see it. Doja Cat's the second coming of Azealia Banks. And then they will be on the podcast and be like, yeah, I finally see it. Doja Cat, the second coming of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doja Cat's bad. Well, he said she the, she the second coming of who? Well, he, 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 he more so says that that's, that's her son. That's, that's, that's Nicki's son. Okay, okay. That's Nicki's I can see that. They, they share some similarities. But, uh, Delon, what have you been listening to? What have you been listening to this month? Man, so we know the month of March was highlighted by uh, Scary Hours Two. Mm. Um, of course, that got plays. Uh, I made I'm making a conscious effort to keep a playlist uh, this year, unlike every other year where I try to throw them together at the end, um, trying to make the bar a little bit higher on what goes in there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Loyal Bros, uh, Dirk and Co. Uh, that's the first time I've really liked and listened to a Dirk project in oh, a okay, very, okay. very, very long time. Really enjoyed it. Um, Justin Bieber dropped a new album. Two songs off that album, Big Heat. 
um, just two, two songs. Oh. The heat, a lot of them, a lot of the rest of them are moderate heat. I hope okay. you're talking about peaches. Oh, of course I'm talking about peaches. Come on now. Uh, Come on now. Come on. This, Cord. This, this, this song I heat. I'm sorry. <sighs> Cord. Well, I'm I mean, sorry. You, you listen to YV and not me here, so it's okay. Hey, um, man, I, ain't had, I ain't had no choice. Stop it. Stop it. But then also, uh, Duke Deuce put out a great project at the end of probably, I think, at the end of February. That was, but that's about it for that. Come on. I Duke Deuce drop. A whole album, core. A whole Ain't album. Nobody told me nothing. You know, you know, you got you got to be hype beast in our group, man. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't be to the streets unless somebody else talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I really have not been listening to too much of anything new. You know, I, I've been listening. I don't know what it is. I've been listening to instrumentals for a while now. I've been listening to a lot of knowledge. Listening to um, Kate Trinata. I've been listening to. Um, yeah, a lot Grammy, of Grammy winner, Kate Renato. Grammy winner, Kate Renato, Thundercat. Like, I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, forgot that, forgot the name of that album that Thundercat had with the like the had the Thundercat symbol. It is what it is. No, not that. One. the old one. No, yeah, it's one that came out recently. What's the name of that stuff? It was, it was him and the Free Nationals. I was listening. I've been listening to that as well. Okay. Uh, I listen to Saba's two singles. I like them. I like them a lot. They're really good. He's it look like he's gearing up for another project. I'm excited. Um, See what direction he goes in next. What else is about listening to? Yeah, that's. I've been listening to that. I've been listening to Mavi. I've been going back and listen, re-listening to his music. I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask. Yeah, I revisited End of Earth. I'm not really crazy about it, but like I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, also, leave the door open. Of course, uh, of course. I, I, I think yeah, by listening to it, it's, it's, it lived up. I don't. I, I didn't see this collaboration coming, but it it, it seems so perfect. And then at the same time, it's like even if, I didn't have no expectations. Like I didn't know what the music would sound like. And then getting it, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what it should sound like. Like exactly. I'm so excited for the album. I hope it's near. I hope. Question I hope, for both of you. What's up? Uh, you get to pick one feature on that album. Who are you picking? Hmm. To be on there. Yeah, to be, be on, on there. there. To be on there. Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Boosie. Boosie Collins already, he's already a part of the album. And he'd been perfect for it. Um no, I think George Clinton is too much funk. I think that's a little <clears> too much. <throat> I think I think that's a little too much. Mm, let me go. What about uh might be Sly and the Family Stone? Might. Who? Might. Sly and the Family Stone. I mean, I, like I mean, he, a crazy sample. If he digging it, if he digging that far back into the vault, they they got to be a part of it somewhere. Um, be honest with you, Delon, I I don't have an answer for that, and I kind of don't want to see a whole bunch of features on his album. I kind of just want to see here no two. Like I know yeah, as a cop, as a as a cop, I answer. I actually kind of don't like it when R and B singers have a lot of features or even features on the albums. I don't know what it is like. I, I I usually enjoy hearing just that artist if I if I like that R and B artist. So I can't really think. I'm searching. I'm like, uh, uh nah, I got nothing. I got they about nothing. to pull a they about to pull a Otis Redding sample out of the vault. So about to hear an Otis verse we ain't never heard before. Shit gonna be heat though. <laughs> it's gonna be heat. And like I said, like I can like stuff like that, like I would thoroughly enjoy, but like I don't I don't really want to hear no rappers on this. I don't want to hear you no rappers. Hear, you don't want to hear that Bryson Tiller feature? Mm-mm. I don't want to hear that, that shit. And like, like I said, like a lot of the bigger R and B names I can think of off the top of my head, like that. Them, they ain't the well, the Kendrick clip in there. Nah, I kind of don't want to hear that. I don't. Man. You say Kendrick? Yeah, I kind of don't. I want that nigga. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. I want. I don't want nothing from him unless it's the album. I don't want to hear it. Mm, I feel you. I feel you. I don't. I'm. I'm really looking through my library. There's nobody I just really would want to hear on this album. Nah, I'm good. I'm. It's. It's just them boys. Bruno. Give me Bruno and Anderson Pack for 12 straight songs. That's all I need. That's all I need. Perfection. But all right. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't think I've been listening to anything else. Um, Baby King released a single earlier this month. I listened to it. I hadn't really revisited it at all since I heard it. Um, I think Currency released an album. I think the album came out in March. Or maybe, I think, I think Cardo and 
current. I think I think payroll Giovanni and currency both released in February. So yeah, if I oh, stop talking to me about currency and Dom Kennedy. One day y'all gonna stop talking to me about currency and Dom Kennedy. <laughs> hey, it don't matter what's going on. They dropping an album. They dropping a goddamn they something. An I ain't never been, I ain't never been crazy about Dom. Oh had. wait, I'm bugging. Dove Groups dropped the 28 minutes on. I just thought about that. I ain't finished. I was like eight minutes in. I gotta finish it. It dropped a 28 minute what? Album? 28 minutes on. Oh, a song. It dropped a 28 yeah, just, minute just, song. Just, yeah. Does that count as an album? Yeah. In my Kinda. mind. In my mind. It's been like two years or so. It's better than nothing. Is it is is it's just a 28 minute song is just more annoying than a 28 minute album because you can't you know the beat switches aren't listed on the song, so you can't my Lex is gonna have trouble with that. Yeah. That's all you know. Play hey, man. Play, play six of that new uh, Death Grip song. The fourth Death Grip's gonna do what they want, fam. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's on that's on brand for them. Yeah. All right, all right so let's 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 spice it up a little bit. Let's 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 move on to basketball. Uh, this this past couple of weeks have been pretty frantic. The NBA trade deadline has passed. We didn't get a chance to talk about some of the bigger moves. But it's been more of the story of this, even though this is a historic deadline, I think more trades happen this deadline than any deadline ever. I think that's what Woj said. But despite the trades happening, it wasn't the trades that caused a lot of people an uproar. It was more so the buyout market. Uh, LaMarcus, LaMarcus Aldridge at 35 got bought out by the San Antonio Spurs, and he chose the New York Knicks. Blake Griffin got bought out by the Pistons, and he chose – Oh wait, I said New York Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Knicks. the Knicks. They got enough. They got enough power forwards. Yeah, right. You, they wouldn't been mad though. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure the Knicks called you know, when they heard both of these guys got bought out. But basically, Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge both got bought out, and they chose the Nets. Um, Andre Drummond got bought out, and he chose the um, Los Angeles Lakers. And a lot of teams. Well, it seems like teams around the league are a little upset that these larger market teams are just getting these stars and they're very upset about the fact that they're like oh the buyout market is creating a disparity where uh where you have these guys basically have these guys who are still serviceable and good going to these contenders and boofing up the larger market teams and that hurts teams like utah who might could have used them guys but they can't draw them in because they're a smaller market team and they you know in utah mm-hmm. so guys do you see this buyout market frenzy as a real problem that needs to be addressed or do you think everybody's just do you think people around the league are just overreacting to Blake Griffin who couldn't, who couldn't dump a couple of weeks ago for signing to the Nets? I think this is one of those things that you, you can't really put like a you, you can't hate on it too much because you know player freedom it's you know they got their bag it's what was allowed they signed for the minimum all that kind of stuff um, but it definitely will it's it's definitely one of those slippery slope type deals um I lost my train of thought. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, right, so hey, what, what do you think? I don't have a problem with it. I'm an American. I'm a supporter of free market and values, and people should be able to do what they want. Publicans. My only issue, my only issue is, I feel like it's an agenda being pushed. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets have done. What every other team that has won championships have done, I don't see the issue. When LeBron did it, people was upset, but when he won, we didn't care. The Warriors did it, we were upset, and when we won, they didn't care. If the Nets do this and they win, we won't care in the future. When Blake Griffin was in Detroit, everybody ignored him. They talked down on him. They said he was nobody, even though he was putting up numbers. And when we was talking about this a month or some change ago, Jacquez said, Core, I think Blake a non-factor. I said, Blake can still dunk, and Blake can still play. But when they told him they weren't buying him out of the beginning of the season, he said he was going to make sure they got him up out of there. And they did it. And I don't blame him for that. I blame the team. Y'all traded for a guy that y'all didn't want. Y'all just want to get rid of Tobias. Y'all don't want to pay him no more. Now y'all got all these young players. Y'all want to give him minutes. I don't see the issue. But ultimately, if Blake had went to the Lakers, this wouldn't have been a problem. If Drummond had went to the Celtics, this wouldn't have been a problem. If Lamarcus had went to the Heat, the only reason why people are mad is because it's the Brooklyn Nets. And ultimately, they may not even win. Like, <laughs> like, like the league is crazy. Like, you never know. Like, they can stack up 
all this talent and lose in the second round. Like, Katie, we never know. Katie still hadn't touched. She ain't touched a court in months. Exactly. Like, we haven't even seen this entire roster together. Boy, like, we've seen Katie, Kyrie, Harden play, what, two games together, if that? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. So what's the problem? The problem I is, I, go ahead. Honestly, Laura. I dislike the Lakers signing a little bit more than the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's not what I feel about it, but because I mean, because my whole thing is, if the Lakers had gotten Blake and Drummond, the majority of the media would have been saying, "Oh, this is great, this is amazing." Repeat on the way they're stacking up to beat the Nets. This, that, and the third. But since the Nets got them, it's OV thirty six, and y'all trying to beat this old man, y'all joining and banding together to to stop his greatness and legacy. Like it, it's basketball. Either you go play or you not gonna play. Idiot, what it is. I'm gonna tell you what drunk. Not the Aldridge thing caught me by surprise. I was almost certain that he was going to the Heat because the Heat had a void at the power forward position. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. He's gonna go to Miami and he's gonna be hooping in Miami. Yeah, he gonna after hooping in Portland, after hooping in San Antonio. Marcus Aldridge gonna have a blast in Miami. He he said, fuck that. I want to win a championship. And uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. If the Nets get healthy, they are going to be, which is a big if. Uh, they're gonna be the best team in basketball, in my opinion. Um, the parts don't all don't seem just like they don't sound on paper. They don't look like they go together because yeah. now you just added Lamar. When you added two power forwards, Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin to a team that was don't really have a center, um, don't really have defensive wings. Like they don't address the things we've been saying. The Nets need they have not added. They didn't address it. No, they didn't. They just added more talent. And I guess they're just thinking like the more talent, the better. We're going to beat teams by out talenting them. Them, and, and that's, that's what they, why I don't understand why people are upset. It's not a well, like it's a lot of talent, but it's not a well constructed team. And so, also, why is everybody scared? Why is and, everybody upset? And it's also counting on like Blake Griffin. Like Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin got cut out for a reason. Like he was not playing well before he got by. I don't he, do that. Don't do he, that. He was average. Core. He was averaging like twelve points. My guy shooting below and shooting below forty percent for a power forward. He, he had, was playing with thirty power forwards while. That should that should that should not have had him looking like that. Not like that. Like if he was if he was still like very good, it shouldn't have him looking like that. But the fact and also the fact is he always hurt. Like Blake Griffin since he was a Clipper has been hurt every year at the end of the year. So like the fact that they're worried about a guy like that signed to the Nets, Lamarcus Aldrich, who has been kind of bad. He's still a serviceable player, but he hasn't been great. Like he hasn't been that much of a floor raiser for the Spurs. Yeah. The fact that the Spurs felt comfortable leaving letting him go means that. Like you can't be mad that the team signed those two guys. Like like Delon said, Drummond to me seems like he could be a bigger he can make a bigger imprint on the title chances. But even then, like Drummond got released for a reason. Like he was a guy who was making 28 mil. They let him go for a reason. No reason. Like I don't like somebody mentioned like Drummond got traded for like a second round pick and a player that the um Pistons didn't even keep because his value was that low. Nobody wants him. So you can't be mad because he went there. But like I think it's more so people are upset that like larger market teams are getting those guys. But like, like this that's how it always has been. And nobody ever cares. I mean, like, but Jordan. They want a drum to go to Utah? No, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because like you said, they would he would either he would either went to the Celtics or he went to the Heat. And people would yeah. people would not have breathed a word about this. So um you're right. I think it's all about, you know, people mad because it's on it's for the Nets. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's all it is. I'm telling you, that's all it is. If okay. Drummond had went to any other, not Drummond, if Blake and Lamarcus went to any other team as a duo, I don't think people would have cared like that. Uh, it, 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 I would have. My, my thing is, I was thinking about ways how I would personally change it um, if I had the power. Honestly, my annoyance with it is just like the top heavy teams um, getting that super advantage. What I would do, um, it would depend on if that player qualifies for a Supermax or not and that player's age. So, of course, NBA players have different restrictions on their contracts yeah. when they get, like, a certain age. He's, like, 35, 36. Let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, but if a player qualifies for a Supermax contract, so not if they demand that in the market, but they qualify for it, um, I would say you can't sign with a team that is top three seeding in a conference for 30 days or 30 games okay. after you sign them and then the middle tier 15 games after your buyout date and then the bottom tier uh six and down whenever um because i'll make it a little bit more fair because it's it's kind of like i guess a reverse waiver wire type deal 
Yeah. To where it's the first team on the waiver wire or the shittier teams. Um, but yeah, I think that's the only way to give them that little bit of a disadvantage, just prevent how much time they have to gel to be an even more perfect team. Maybe encourage them to go somewhere else and get paid in the meantime for a whole month or two. Yeah, I, I, I know. T- but see, they had to get the agreement from the NBPA, the National um, you know, Players Union, to get that going. And the players aren't going to go for that because they, they're all thinking, like, I could be in that situation. And I exactly. don't want that to happen to me. Uh, who, who is, who, you know, who is that really, though? Who really qualifies for a Supermax? Who really um, well, would be in the top three seeds? It would be definitely like a, a conversation amongst the players' association. But that ain't everybody. Just like, just like, no one's really fighting to get, like, the draft odds change for them to get the first pick. Nobody wants to lose their job. Like they're not going to be too passionate about that kind of stuff. But I don't even know if players be too passionate about this because, like, this is the media complaining. I don't even know how players feel about this. Like, I actually, actually haven't really seen any. Like, you know, like usually, like NBA players react to stuff. I actually ain't mm-hmm. seen many people reacting to like. Drumming. I think Enos Cantor made a tweet about yeah. uh, the Knicks. Yeah, but like he was like, "Oh, who Knicks? Uh, Thanos, Jesus." I mean, but it's Cantor though. Like, like he always, you know, he always. Got- Y'all yeah, was giving me two cents when we didn't ask for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you think you keep a lower profile? I never. I got on defense. But uh, yeah, I I don't think there's a real way to fix this. I don't think there's a, a need to really get into it and try to like tinker it. Like Corey said, the Miami Heat. Like I remember Miami Heat was getting seemingly every bought out veteran. Like yeah. every guy, every like every guy who was tired of playing for their team went to the Heat. Like it was like foregone conclusion. They going straight to the Heat. I remember that, and I remember having a problem with that then. But that's just the that's just the nature of the NBA. That's how it's always been. Maybe. Teams need to do a better job of managing their assets. So, like, there we go. That wouldn't happen, like you know, with Drummond. Like, that will happen. The Drummond situation never happened. Uh, they should have been trading him or whatever, or they could have always kept him. Like, teams could all like, fuck it. Like, just keep the guy on your roster. Just keep him on. You, also, don't, you don't have any in the buyout also, market. Just keep that nigga on your roster. Look at it this way: Blake could have been traded in the past two years. Lamarcus could have been traded in the past two years. Drummond could have been traded for something better in the past two years. And two of these players came from the same team. So we got to keep this in mind. This isn't like a like a major league issue. These are the teams being incompetent and not striking while the iron is hot. I think it was close to being a major league issue. I think two months ago, James Harden would have made his way to the Nets like this, what Joff said. I see. Because he was just not, he was not playing. He was not playing. It was yeah. damn near a buyout there because he was just not. But, think about but, no, but, but the buyout there was, was two other teams that could have had him, and the bu- they folded. They but didn't to, make the trade. But to your point, the buyout rules would have kept him from um, leaving because he made too much money. Like there are there are some buyout rules in place. Like a guy like James Harden who had like three years left in his contract, he could not be bought out. Like it's not possible for that to happen. Um, I thought that was kind of going to be the case. Who was it? I thought somebody got bought out. I thought he had like two years in the contract and they still got bought out. Oh, Blake. Like, I thought yeah, Blake, yeah. maybe it's more so like guys shouldn't – maybe they got to be in their last year of their contract. Like, they have to be in their last year of their contract. They can't even have like a player option in that second year. Like, they, it has to be their last year of their contract for them to get bought out because I think Blake Griffin got bought out two years in advance. Maybe maybe that should maybe that's something you can um put into place because also like there were some rumors that maybe like Blake Griffin and had this plan all along to make himself look bad while he was in Detroit because he was actually working out with KD, um Harden, and Kyrie during the summer. Possibly. So a lot of people but think he might have been. <laughs> a lot of people like he might have been he might have been playing possum on the Pistons just getting himself bought out and now he's on. That's why that's why he didn't dunk because it's so weird that he didn't dunk for over a year and now he, dunk, he dunks. The first game as a net, just to kind of like I told y'all he could do you was our quiz, man. He ain't got it. I said fail. Vince Carter was dunking at 40 and he like six six. I know Blake had at least hit a rim graze at six. But it's it's telling that he went almost a, a calendar year without dunking, and then he dunks like his first game as a net. So it, it was it it was a fact that he just didn't care when he was at the pistol. He man. was in Detroit. What was the point of getting off the ground? Come on now. The win. <laughs> What <laughs> to, to win what? a hey, game? He, That's he hey, a professional. He, he carried them to the eight seed and played hurt, and they ain't do nothing to repay that man. That's touche, touche, touche. But then again, mm-hmm. then again, he was hurt when they needed the most in typical yes. Blake Griffin fashion. I mean, because he had to carry them there just like he did the Clippers when Chris Paul was sitting on the sideline in the middle of the season, and Blake had to put the team on his back so we can keep that four seed. Just Chris Paul to get hurt in the first three games of the playoff series. 
but we ain't gonna talk about this. We're not gonna talk about it. So we'll go and matter. But we will. What we will do is we will move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the Migos. Um, so a lot has happened in the past couple of weeks with the Migos. Um, a lot. Quavo and Sweetie have split up and a video sh um, showing Quavo and Sweetie fighting in an elevator has surfaced, um, causing a lot of people to um, grow upset with Quavo, uh, you know, demanding you know, more answers than we are actually probably ever going to get about the situation. Apparently, Offset tried to rob Uzi. Uh, Corey, did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I mean, but you know, like, we've been hearing, like, the rumors for years that they just weren't rocking with each other no more. Yeah, but it's... it's yeah. So, that, ha that happened, and, um, you know, Offset and... I think Cardi has split. I might, maybe I'm mistaken. Are they back together? I can't remember. It's hard to keep up with them, too. But more... <laughs> the, I don't really want to talk about... Well, Corey might want to. Corey might want to talk about Sweetie. Oh, I'm, in my, I'm in my messy bag. Oh, God, yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to save what I want to ask until after Corey gets his spill out. Corey, go ahead. What you, what you got to say about Quavo and Sweetie? Hey, man. I just, to me, I just think it's interesting that for the past couple of months, all we've been hearing is Quavo and Sweetie. They go, y'all need to be like Quavo. Y'all need to do a Quavo doing this, that, and the third. This was wrong with these men. They don't want to spoil and take care of their women no more. And what do we see when the veil has been lifted and the cover is shown? They just might be worse than us. They did Mike. all that talking about court. They know Mike Corey. They worse. They are worse. These are worse than me. They worse. <laughs> oh, you're facts. I ain't doing it. But I just find it odd that the whole basis of people loving their relationship was because Quavo was buying her bags. And what we see today is them fighting over what? Bag. Bag. Not cheating. Not fighting. Not infidelity. A bag. Mm. The whole, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say to man, the whole video crazy to me. Cause did you see the shade room like cropped out the first few seconds of the video she was swinging on them? I did not. Bam. They had that man looking crazy. Like, like to me, the, the whole situation is wild, man. It looked like he was trying to leave with the bag. So she took the bag so he couldn't leave. And he threw her in the elevator to get the bag, then fell on her, then grabbed the bag and got up out of there. And then he looked up and saw the camera and was like, damn. <laughs> no, I saw that part. Of, I saw that part. He looked up and saw the camera and was like, He was dead into that camera. You're like that. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. I, I got to ask you. What, what is with rappers in elevators? Like, like what is with rap? Like, it was Young Boy, then it was Famous Dicks, Jay Z and Salons, not Quavo. Like, what's up with all these domestic fights in hotels? Y'all can't go nowhere else to handle y'all business. It got to be in hotel lobbies and elevators. I guess they just be on the move so often that stuff like this bleed over into their hotel space. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what it is. But uh, I also thought like, you talking about like you mentioned like things that like people were like uh, applying for. Like Sweetie had like tweeted like. Uh, getting gifts and stuff don't mean anything if you aren't treated correctly. And I thought, like, it, it kind of goes into what you were saying, Core. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I, I don't want this ain't a relationship podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 is that, but I, I just find it interesting, though. Like, everybody was praising him because he was getting the girl the bag, and you see them on camera. It was a Birkin battle, the battle of the Birkins, man. I'm disgusted. Corbin holding it for a week now. I have, I have, I, I'd have, I'd have kept that in the chamber. Man, little Burke, don't forget it. So, what I want to mention now that Core has finally said what he wanted to say on this topic, uh, might, might make that, might make that title Core. That was actually very catchy. Man, uh, That's Battle exactly Burke. what I said last night. Man, That's exactly Burke. what I said. Oh, man. So, well, I found very interesting because the Migos. Oh have, wait, the Teflon tussle. All right, go on, go on, go on, what I, wanted, what I wanted to talk about was the Migos have released a snippet of a new single, and uh, it was received very well. It sounds pretty good. Everybody seems to like it a lot, and it made me think to myself, like, "Wow, we haven't heard from the Migos in like over a year." Like, I think they're—I think Culture Two came out in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. I think Culture Two came out in twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. I think the most recent project from any of them was. Um, Don't mention it. Don't mention I, it. I think it Don't was. Don't mention them solo albums. 
it was it was a solo album that came out in like January. So this is probably like the longest stretch we've gone without a project from the Migos in a long time. And one question that like a lot of people said was, can the Migos keep themselves relevant without um, releasing music all the time? Because you know, it's a lot of time that like people like like those trap artists, guys who release music every other day, they're like they got to do that stuff to keep themselves relevant. But in, impressively enough, it seems like the Migos have kept their name in people's mouths. And now we're here. It's time for them to release music again. Yeah. As, how did the Migos accomplish this? Cardi being sweetie. Fighting and cheating. Cardi being sweetie. Those things respectfully. Fighting hey, and cheating. When's the last time I heard about a takeoff verse? Facts. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Cardi being sweetie. Hey, last time I heard a takeoff, it wasn't good, but we ain't gonna get into this. Legendary. So, so this just confirms that Sweetie has the best PR team in America. Karen, Karen, Karen the third amigos and her. Wait, and speaking of Sweetie and her in her um, uh, PR team, I just want to throw this out here. I find it odd that she do the interview. Everybody looking at her funny. Quavo leaves her, then the next day we hear, "Hey man, Sweetie, so you know she's suffering PTSD, but she went on Hot Nine Seven, and they call her Freestyle Basic." Then the day after that, the old video of them fighting in the elevator come out. That team, that team putting in overtime. So move to them. They going crazy. Uh, isn't it funny how Takeoff is Amigos has been the least public trouble? He's the youngest one. I know. It's, obviously, I, 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 I remember he had the rape allegation like a couple months ago. He did. A couple months ago? I actually did not know that. Yeah. They can't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Was that his? Was, I hope he goes out here cheating, beating, and I don't want to make a rival laugh. Yeah, I'm laughing when you said, "When's the last time you heard a takeoff?" I was like, "Hey man, last time I heard a takeoff, it was Nike." Yeah, we, we might have skip culture three. We might have skip that. I mean, it's like it's like QC told like takeoff. You got to do something, man. You got to get your name out there. He took that the wrong way. Man, put them niggas on ice. No pun intended. Amber cheating and fighting has kept them in the social media landscape. <laughs> oh, Glacier Boy. Oh, uh, all right. Not shout out to the Migos. Oh, you know we joke. Shout we sweetie, kid. though. Yeah, shout out, to sweetie. Though, shout out, to sweetie. Um, also, shout out to Cardi. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got on this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So let's go back to basketball. Uh, speaking <laughs> of speaking of broken promises and, uh, and unfilled relationships. JJ Reddick was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Cold. Why does that matter? What's, what's so significant about a 17-year, a 17-year vet getting traded to a playoff contender from a team that wasn't good at really good that good? Uh well, JJ Reddick wanted to go to the Nets. So <laughs> he was expecting to get bought out or traded there so that he could uh, go play there. He said it was more so a family thing. Like he wanted to be closer <clears> to his um, he wanted to go to the Northeast. He wanted to be closer to his wife and child. You know, that's 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 why he wanted to go there. And he said that he he expressed those he expressed those concerns to uh, he said he expressed those concerns to David Griffin back in November. Like he was like, I don't want to be here. Can you buy me out? Can you trade me? Can you get me closer to my family? He said David Griffin promised that he would do what he could to get him in a better situation. Lo and behold, we skip. He's now traded to to the Mavericks, and he is unhappy, saying that he didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, who's to blame here? JJ Reddick, David Griffin, or the system? Would JJ Reddick be upset if he was on the Knicks? Like he would got traded to the Knicks? Yeah, probably. That's a very good question. Honestly, and I think it's so interesting because, like, what about the Celtics? They're in the Northeast. Like, it's a lot of teams in the. It's a couple of teams in the Northeast. But it's he said it's not. It wasn't about going playing for the Nets. I just want to be close to my family. I call Cal. Yeah, yeah, I call. Um, Cal. Hey, man, everybody's wrong. Everybody's right. I mean, me personally, I like I do blame David Griffin for lying. So, but at the same time, like you was in Philly, you in Philadelphia. That was in the Northeast, and you just woke up and was like, oh, I'm going to go to New Orleans for some odd reason. I, I I still don't understand why that move happened to this day. 
Yeah, and like he didn't have to sign there. Like they that team wasn't going anywhere at that time. Like there was no mm. indication that they were going to be like a a perennial playoff team. So it it just didn't make sense. Also, <clears throat> like I like I said back in November, he said, "Yeah, we're gonna do what we can." But the team always working the best interest of themselves. Like that's just yeah. that's just how David Griffin job works. If he makes a bad hey, move, if he makes a bad move, the Mavs is nasty though. He could at least. You know the Mavs wanted to come on now. Another white boy. <laughs> come on now. You know Mark and Co. The Mavericks are a good European axis. They are a good player. They're a better team than he's on. Like he got traded to a better team. Damn. I mean, he said, the send me to the northeast. They sent him further west. <laughs> That's the problem. Bro, they could I think he like they could at least send it to Miami or somewhere. Like they could have sent it somewhere in the east. At least Indiana, you sent that man to Texas. He said, "Bro, my family in the Northeast, COVID going on. I can't see my folks, and y'all send me further east. Now we go to Texas, and you down the street from Mexico. That's tough. There's just so much. Like, like I don't know the context of the conversation. I don't know the depths of the promises <clears throat> that he made, but the likelihood of like everybody getting a buyout not going to happen. Trading, he could have just done all that he could do. The Nets could have just been like, eh." Or the Nets could have been like, we Bam. want this, this, and that. Like, I, I doubt at any point, like, I'm trying to do you a solid. I'm just not going to get, like, a five years later second-round pick for J.J. Redding. Like, you're going where, like, you got to go. But, I mean, on his side, too, you know, stop signing three-year deals. Yeah. Um, Like, on his side, I, I, I wish he got where he goes. Not mad at him. But I don't think anybody was wrong in this situation. That nigga's not your friend. Does should this serve as a warning to like Zion, Brandon Ingram, and to any prospective um free agent who decides to sign? Not to trust David Griffin. Not to trust David Griffin. Yeah, yeah, not trust the um, Pelicans organization. Is you know, is this something that should be in the back of their heads from now on? Absolutely. And I'm gonna say no more reason why they ain't even getting nothing. (laughs) They ain't ain't getting nothing fired to trade or nothing. Like they ain't get like Maxi Cleveland, nobody like it. What they got like a rookie in the second round pick? That's actually a good question, the core. They ain't gonna get no minutes. Let me check exactly what they got in the JJ Reddick trade. Uh Delon, what do you think? Should, should, should guys like Zion be upset about what happened? Uh I think everyone in the NBA should not trust any of their GMs. I don't know why they yeah. would. Also like that, that man's literal job hangs on the balance of if that person isn't working out, get something that does work out um, and get the best that you can do for that. So, like, you are an asset to that, it's especially that specific person. Your relationship with the coach, that's a whole different thing. But your relationship to the GM, you are an asset to him for him to keep his job. Absolutely. So that's why I don't really fault David Griffin. The only thing you can fault for him is if he lied and wasn't honest and went straight up with J.J. Reddick. That's the only thing you can, like, really be upset about with him. But the, t- the job and of moving him and, like, even even then, like what David Griffin said in November, things change. Like his, it might be more pressure on him for his own job's sake to get JJ Reddick somewhere that actually benefits the team. Like the front office, like says, like you better not cut JJ Reddick for nothing. You better get something for him, or that's your job. And, you know, in that case, he's like, okay, I'm honor my promise. I'm gonna cut JJ Reddick. Let him go to the um, Nets. Let them become a better team at the expense of my own profession. Like. And, yeah. and like, it's weird because like, if if what Cord said was assets from the Mavericks, it was obviously like a big salary dump in there, so that can be applauded from the Pelicans organization. But like at the same time, like, I don't think it was like some evil lie thing because I just don't see why GMs, besides them just being cowards, have any yeah. have any initiative to lie about that kind of stuff. Hey, I would really like to go to the Nets. Can you trade to the Nets? No. That's all. <laughs> like, after that, there's not shit you can say about it. Like, I don't see why I would just straight up lie. So I, I, I just think it had to be like circumstance change, or he's just a diabolical nigga. Either one could be true. I think it's a circumstance change because if Rick said he he told Dave Griffin that in November, he's still on the team in damn April. He should have known that things have changed. He should have known like things are things are definitely different because it's been like four months. A lot of things can happen in four months. The team isn't as good as they thought they were going to be in four months. So. The niggas might just not want you, Jeretic. And niggas, especially Brooklyn, man, want defense. Like, they need defense. Okay, now don't get me wrong. The net saying no makes all the sense in the world because you got Joe Harris and Landry Shaman. 
But the Knicks, man, you got the Knicks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Pistons. But did he say that? We, we've we only heard, like, his Stone Cold side of the story. Oh, we've only heard what he said. Uh, the only way this don't make sense is if J.J. Reddick lied and he didn't mention to them that he wanted to go to the Northeast. Maybe he specifically said Brooklyn. And they yeah. was just like, oh, we just going to drive me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, then he came out and was like, oh, I want to go to the Northeast. I want to be next to my family. Yeah. Now, now, if he did it that way, then yeah, David Griffin was absolutely in the right. But if he told him, I want to go to the East Coast, and you trade him further west, he's a monster. But even then, like, you know, he's, if he said, this, I'm going to do the best I can, and if the best was sending him to the Mavericks, then he didn't technically lie. He, you know what I'm saying? If he said, I'm going to make sure you reunited with your family on some, uh, on some, you know, you know he's on some shit like that. If he said that, uh-huh. then David Griffin is 100% in the wrong. But David Griffin said, I'm going to do my best. Yeah. That's, not, that's not technically not a lie. It's technically not a yeah. lie. Unless you don't get real. He made it worse. <laughs> Um, I, I want to tell you what, man. Like somebody, someone, t- somebody said, David Griffin' f- problem is he should have never made that mm-hmm. promise or even even said he'd do his best. Like he said, Jaden Ring is not a player you make promises to. Yeah, <laughs> you got to hit him with the I think about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. because he's under contract. Because he's under contract, like eight. There ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing else you can do about that. Like ain't nothing he can do about it. No, honestly. Go to the store. Don't go to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. right. That's a lot. Of, that's a, a lot of people follow that already, Court. Thanks. Uh, all right. In the more scandalous news, um, yeah. Deshaun Watson's situation s- seems to be spiraling at this point. I don't even have all the facts anymore. So I'm like, I, it's I don't know what is the facts because. A different side. Every side keeps putting presenting something new. Sides withholding information. Uh, if you aren't familiar with the situation, Deshaun Watson, NFL quarterback for the Texans, requested a trade a couple of months ago, saying he didn't want to be there anymore. Since then, upwards of twenty plus women have come out and said that he they have been sexually assaulted in some form or manner by him. Strangely enough, a lot of the, a lot of those women happen to be masseuse. Um, I think some masseuses have actually come out and defended him on their end as well. Um, the stories, some of the stories are starting to leak as to what he was doing in these encounters, including thrusting the air while receiving massages, um, ejaculating while <laughs> receiving massages, Damn. and um, just a bunch of other weird and creepy things um, in the presence of these women. To be honest with you, I don't even... Guys, do you have any insight on the situation? What is what is I'm gonna keep real with you. I don't say this often. I gotta wait to the end of this situation. I, I don't know because I'm gonna keep real with you. Usually, when somebody get accused, I'd be like, Man, he guilty, guilty. When I first saw this, I said, Nah, bro, it's a conspiracy. Then, two days and 20 women later, I was like, Dog, I don't know. I I gotta wait. I gotta wait, man. Some, some charges, some charges gotta drop. I ain't got no strong opinion on this. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Cause like the lawyer was the the next door neighbor of the owner of the team, and the owner of the team was like, "You ain't going nowhere." But when you got twenty masseuses, is that even how you say it? Masseuses, multiple masseuses. I don't know, however you call it. When you got that many. He got to be some. Then, like, they went and found the old tweets. Or, oh, I just got massaged in the back of the gym before a game. And he had, like, Mia Khalifa dunking on him at the crib with a maid outfit on. I know he's a horn dog. We're not blaming for, for that one. We're not blaming for that one. I don't know, man. We see what time he'd be on, though, Delon. That's, I think see what we, we, we see what we see be happening in the household. Yeah. Man. My, my thing is, man, so the timing is incredibly suspicious, but just because it timing suspicious does not mean it is incorrect um a lot of things can be true or you know could have just been his time my thing is i don't understand like i get the whole conspiracy thing a little bit of me is like "Mm," but you know i'm i'm gonna you know my thing is how would it benefit the Texans? well man the only thing that makes sense to me is we go ruin you to where you ain't got no choice but to stay. But they can't keep them. If if the if this goes 
if this any of this is true or this makes him look too bad to where he can't demand a trade anywhere else the texans will have to get rid of him like and they, or you know, they're the bad guy yeah and then they lose assets so so where you could trade deshaun watson for shit. now you're gonna have to just not play hey, deshaun watson for anything maybe the owner of this team is in this team and proceeding bad maybe it ain't about the assets of the players <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> <Maybe. point>. Man, I remember I think it was Kyle Van Noy like in 2015 told Bill Belichick, Hey, I'm sitting out. I either want to get traded or you give me a new contract. Belichick said, Bet, trade him to the 0 and 11, no, the 0 and 8 Browns. Listen, man, these people will do it. <laughs> got back to the second just round to pick. prove a point. Just, just to prove a point. So I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I just don't see how it would benefit the Texans in any way because. They either have to get rid of them under public pressure. I've never seen it. Well, in the last five years since, you know, social justice and all that kind of stuff has been like a super big thing uh, on the business side of things. I've not seen a team just say, fuck it. We care about winning more than we care about perception. Yeah. And this might be the first time. <laughs> if it happens here, this might be the first time. Unless the league gets the NFL. Once the league gets them out of here, this would be wild. I mean, I mean, you also talk about benefits. Like, if this was a conspiracy, we're not saying that, uh, got um, listeners, we're not saying that this was all manufactured by the Texans. But we're saying if it was, the benefit here would be that players wouldn't try them again. And players on other teams wouldn't try their owners and they think that something like this could happen, which is something I thought about too. Cause it's like, you talk about the timing and how suspicious it is. And I, th- I agree with that. It's so weird that all this happens a l- shortly after. Um, like right after, yeah, after he demands his trade. So it's in my mind, it's, it's one or two things. It's one or three things. One, it's just a super freak, coincidence, a super freak coincidence, or the team is purposely sabotaging him. Super freak coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, a lot of titles, a lot of title names, potential title names are here. Uh, so it was either coincidence. It was either the front office wants to damage his career and they're making all this up and they're using coincidental instances and like they're pulling like oh you he would he, he oh deshaun used to go to masseuse all the time and like we can use we can use this against him or he has been a creep like Cord said this entire time and the front office knew and had been hiding it and like the women these women have been reporting it all this time to the team and they, and they had been keeping them under their thumb and now that when Deshaun said, I want to go, they said, well, we're going to just let all these women that we've been sweeping under the rug, we're going to just let them come and attack Open the floodgates. Yeah, and which all three of these are disgusting for the simple fact that he's a creep. He's a creep. And and the fact that the organization like the Texans would hide this just for the, their benefit, the fact that they would cover all this up, or the fact that they would damage – purposely damage somebody's career that didn't do any of these things and isn't guilty of anything. Whichever one it is – it's it's horrific. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey man, NFL is so crazy. It, hey bro, NFL so crazy. It might be all three. I ain't gonna. Eat, I ain't gonna hold NFL just that wild. I would have traded his ass first, and then it just, I just don't get it how it can be from the Texans. I agree, Delon, because like they could have easily traded him, got maximum return on him, and then these stories could have came out like. I don't see why they did. Like, if it was a team, I don't see why they didn't. They could protect themselves by trading them, saying, "Yeah, we have to trade them because of character issues." And then, if it would happen a couple of years later, boom, hey, you know, blah blah blah. Like, eh, I think Deshaun might just be out here, and I hate to say it, but I think I've realized over the last over the last five minutes, I think I've realized, I think Deshaun might just be out. Here. Yeah. No accusations. I hope he's not. Hey, you know, hashtag, hashtag, the uh, was trying to buy the Texas. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to buy the Texas. That's what happened. They got him up out of there. All right. Black man, move away from Texas. Move away from Texas. It's, it's not the haven you think it is. Oh, don't go to Texas? <laughs> Just don't go don't, to Texas. Don't go to Texas. Or Louisiana. Speaking of another black man who's been under fire, <laughs> um, Rappaport. What's Rappaport's first name? What? Oh, what? Right. <laughs> oh okay. What's Rappaport's first name? Oh, crap. Michael. Michael Rappaport took to the TL to show his DMs. He showed his DMs to everyone to show that Kevin Durant had DM'd him 
and call him a lot of things I will not repeat on this podcast because they're all they pretty, pay Stephen Osborne. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. There's some pretty off- offensive things he called Rappaport. Rappaport originally was called he he said something about he commented something about KD not being good or something like that. It, and KD flat out attacked them in the DMs. Um, then the Rappaport snitch. Um, the NBA has now fined KD fifty thousand dollars for his interaction with the celebrity guys how much did you love katie duncan on rapaport i ain't gonna hold you i've been critical of katie for a very long time but katie has i mean also when he shot on lebron he done proved to me he a real one and he one of my goats now he in my top five goals right now J- just off that alone not because of rings not because of hoop, not because of points on the board because he put rapaport in a blender and I loved it. Michael, any crazy thing is I really wish it was the burn because Michael don't he don't even talk about KD that much. He used to be on the burn that he said one small comment by KD. He said, nah, bro, you should have said something about Barkley. And KD said, nah, I'm finna say something about you. I respect it. I respect Then he tried to sue. He was like, oh, I'm a sue. This, then the third. Then the message that he sent his lawyer that he showed on Twitter was edited because he deleted all his comments. Then when everybody was like, oh, you shook, you scared. And he was like, oh, this one I told KD. So you was talking spicy back. So why is it so, so, so like, why is KD getting fined? That, that's my thing. Two grown men can't have an argument without your job coming in and saying, oh, you can't say that. If two players go on the court and they scream at each other, they're going to get a tech in their Z. But he getting a man DM and say, meet, meet, meet up with me. We finna solve this. He got to get fined. This don't make sense. They treat this man like he Myers Leonard or somebody, like he Donna Sturgeon or somebody. All he said was, you be talking crazy, you got to show this. Nah, nah, I ain't going to let you do that. I ain't going to let you do that, man. It makes sense. I expanded, Lon. I I wanted to pause. I didn't know Cora was on the phone or not. It looks like somebody calling him. Oh, okay. Right, just in my notes. Yeah, I hear me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay, so back in the head court. It makes sense. Court as as KD being such a representative of the league, you can't have a top ten player calling somebody a stupid dick suck. You can't do it, and that you can't. That is that is offensive to a certain group of people. Just like Man. what Myers Leonard said. Man. To what degree? I'm not here to debate the degrees. What I do know is that became a very public thing, and there's clauses in contracts, and there are clauses and conditions on getting paid that says you are a representative of the league, and if you bring uh, bad press into the league, they have a right to do this. You calling somebody a dick sucker, a cocksucker, a blah, 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 blah. Hey, is a problem now hey i have been one of the biggest fans and proponents of of kd sassy arc because we all remember the the, the og <laughs> kd or he or he was like you know low-key sassy but his most uh bold outburst came in just defending russell westbrook defending himself i like bold kd where he i like him at niggas on twitter for no reason thanks too far, man. Too far. I think he just got a little too comfortable with that. Hey, I'm not the one to tell a man who makes millions of dollars what to say or what to do. I'm just saying, can't be blamed. Michael Rappaport is just as, if not more wrong, especially as he is also an employee of a basketball association. I'm sure the big three, big, big three, huh? He got fired from that? I don't, I don't know. My fault, my fault. I'm thinking about the Ranger. Oh, no. I'm, I'm talking about big three. Like, I don't, I don't think those people especially will respect that. I don't know how much Gary Payton's looking at that. Like, oh, that was a false move, Mike. Um, but yeah. That, moment on Rockwood. That, that, those clips are funny. That that clip of him uh, interacting with him. Yeah. But anywho, they're both in the wrong. Katie deserved a fine. How much? I don't know. Hey, man. I, I the hope- league does not respect free speech, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to get back in my They shouldn't. They should not. Rappaport, I wonder if he really understood the irony and him having the Takashi meme and then telling like exactly. Like I, I, I hope he got the irony and that's why he did it. Which I know that's not why he did it. But I hope he no, understood. No, no. He had that for like a year and some change. I hope he at least understands the irony of what he did while having that Abby. Like, 
Okay, okay, wait. I, wait, I wait. feel it. I feel it though. Hold on. Anecdote. So a couple a couple months ago, I took my little stepbrother to to one of his campus visits. Uh, he was kind of when we talked to the recruiter, he was a little mild and timid. So I got on the phone with my mom and his dad. I was like, ha 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 ha. Junior was all quiet when he was up there telling a joke. Kind of just a little little fun snitching. They started yelling at him like, whoa. I know this is gonna happen. Damn. So you know, I kind of, I kind of feel Mike in that regard. Like, dang, I didn't know it was gonna be like that. But again, you should have put the DMs out, Mike. That's that's it's it's pussy. It's, 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 it's between two grown men. Why are you trying to drag yeah. everybody else into it? If you, if this is my problem, though. This is my problem. Michael Rappaport's entire persona for the past twenty years is, I'm from New York. I talk crazy. I argue with the best of them. I don't back down from nobody. I'm going to say this. Y- y'all know this. Any movie he playing, any TV show he playing, anytime he go on a sports show, he yelling, he screaming, he talking crazy. And in the one time somebody asks him to stand on it, he go and tell the world. You, you I, find it, except for John, I kind of understand a little bit. And, I mean, this is my thing. He didn't, he didn't have to respond. Okay, this is my problem though. If KD DM you and you don't want to respond, don't respond. He went in the DMs and was talking crazy to KD. So when it escalated and KD was like, now nah, you got to meet me, then you go, oh, I'm finna call my lawyer. Cool. If you were gonna call your lawyer, you shouldn't have responded at all. The moment KD hopped in the DM and said what he said, you should have sent that on out to the lawyer from the real. But you waited until you escalated it and KD got even more infuriated. That you want to turn into the victim? I don't, I don't know, man. Core, I do. I slightly unrelated to this. Would you fight? If do you feel like you could beat Kevin Durant with a bad Achilles in a fight? Hey, man, I'm, I'm going straight for the league. I'm doing the same thing I told y'all. I do the bowl bowl. I'm going for the league. And even if I lose that fight, I'm making sure he ain't never hooping a day in his life. We both losing some. <laughs> Salute to Katie. Yeah. Salute to Katie. Katie, you have to be talking spicy in the popular demand uh, DMs, man. Y'all better calm down. You know, hey, you know, you know, so, you know, you know, I'm when I'm off the rip, I need another steamy. You know, when I uh, post like the tweet and I put like the thing we talk about, like Kate, like Katie, like I put like little footnotes, like we talked about on the tweet. I can't add Katie name, I gotta put something else there. <laughs> you can't put Katie on you know, Cash Dog gonna be hitting us up about you know being confused as hell, but you know, why, why are you dissing me? <laughs> I ain't say nothing to my crap report. No, it's dog. <laughs> oh, man. All was... he had to do was not respond. All right, guys. That's all I got for this episode. You guys have any closing thoughts? Hey, man. Tesla, Tuffle, Battle of the Birkins. Y'all know what time it is. Core back in this bag. Ah! Bag joke. There's another bag joke right there. <laughs> do the bag <laughs> dance. <laughs> I'm in my duffle. You got to think the law. Um, 2019 through 2021, here now forever, every week, every occasion, fuck the Migos, validated every month, some new always pops up, it's been fuck the Migos, it's still fuck the Migos, and it will be fuck the Migos. Right. Also, you, you think they're done out here? No. You think it's a nail in the coffin? No. Not because of the basis they serve, the audience they serve. I will say, oh that. no, man, I'm gonna keep real, y'all. I think little baby took that. We gonna see, we gonna see. I don't think they're done though. Like people seem pretty excited about the snippet, so I think he's, they're gonna be straight. Maybe not as big, but they're gonna be straight. Yeah, it's a little QC though. But all right, thank you for tuning to another episode of the Popular Man Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast season.